So anyway, what I did is I made a hot toddy with um, barely any water in it, and I used the rest of the BS whiskey on it. Is there it. is there water in? I didn't know water was in a hot toddy. Yeah, if you want it, like, because um, it's otherwise it would just literally be the shot and uh, a bunch of honey and lemon, which is fine. It I was works. like, hold on, where's, where's the issue here? But uh, the water kind of. Uh, use it to uh basically make a simple syrup out of the honey and the lemon yeah which is really good though but this is this is a hot body which is what That's a hot about. body ah, ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time for a load. A load of BS. Yes, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two Spookmaster Generals. And I am talking about he, the B to the L-A-K-E. It's Blake Tner. The B is for booze. <laughs> the B is for booze. I feel like I've made this exact same joke. Literally last week. We made the exact joke last week. Oh no. Oh this shows how to show how good my memory is. And the scary man, Scotty Moore. It's me, the scary boy. And we're doing something a little diff. I can't stop it. The voice is just here now. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's going to be very, very interesting. Blah, 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 blah. Well, we wanted to do something a little different, and we wanted to actually get spooky, but we wanted to bring good BS energy to the spookiness, which is where I would like to introduce you to a little creepy pasta known as. Anansi's Goatman story. I forgot that was the name of the original author. Uh, before yeah. we get real deep into it, though, do you want to talk about what we're doing for Halloween? Um, I've already done it all. <laughs> I've done literally <laughs> everything. The only thing I might do beyond go to a party dressed dope as fuck is Maleficent, which is what I did yesterday. I may get the inflatable T-Rex costume out and go to work in it on Halloween and just, <laughs> and just to, like, take customers' orders in the T-Rex costume. And that's how Scotty got fired. Exactly. Uh, I'm actually, I'm doing, uh... I have people, or I ask people to like recommend some of their best scary movies to me, and uh, I normally marathon them on Halloween night. And hold on, um... Goosebumps, Goosebumps Two, Haunted Halloween. Yeah, I'm a ghost in your house. My babysitter is a vampire. <laughs> All of the scariest films. Well, one that I got recommended to today that is definitely going to be like my main event for Thursday. Yeah. Is a little movie called The Banana Splits. Oh my god, I so know about... So, fun fact, my mom's favorite cartoon as a kid is fucking The Banana Splits. And I saw that sci-fi was turning it into essentially like a Five Nights at Freddy's horror film. And I sent it to her, basically expecting her to be like, why would they ruin my favorite show? Instead, she was like, you know we have to fucking watch this, like, right now, right? Yes. Uh, and I'm very excited to watch it. I've heard about it before. I want to get into it. And I, I found out it actually was going to be, like, the script was written as a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Which oh, I thought wow. was interesting. As, a, um, like, a game that I enjoyed the first one of, and then it went way off the rails. Um, but when you really, when you look at it like that, apparently, it makes a lot more sense. Because a friend of mine was describing it to me today. And then you just ask, and... Why are the Banana Splits animatronics? They weren't animatronics in the show. Oh, yeah. Also, Frank is recommending Creep 1 and Creep 2 as the best horror movies ever made. Well, I have to look those up. Hold yeah, on. but for now, Blake, what we're going to do is we're going to read the entirety of Anansi's Goatman story, but along the way, take small breaks from the spookiness to basically create our own film adaptation of it. And I already have a few dream castings for it. I will say that right now. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm all in for it because it has been 
actual years since I've read this story. Okay. Uh, well, let me give you... We'll start with the beginning. We'll start with the green text. Mm-hmm. Here's my story. B-16. Oh, are you re- you're reading from the OG 4chan version, huh? Yeah, I am. Be black and have family down in Alabama. They farm and own a huge amount of land down in Huntsville. Uncle owns a big house and a bunch of trailers they put out in the woods for hunting or camping. Down South Cousins suggest that we go out there to camp. No, I'm a city kid from Chicago, so they tease the fuck out of me. Collect food, kill a pig and some chickens, and bring necessities to camp out for a few days. We get to the camp, and it's obvious something's weird. Air has this weird electric smell right before like, right before a storm like ozone. We think nothing of it and unpack and go down to a little creek to swim for a few hours. All of a sudden, some older white guy and a white teenager come out of the bushes. He has a shotgun in the crook of his arm, and he says hello and asks us what we're doing this far back in the woods. Tell him about my uncle, who he knows, and say we're camping out. He tells us we need to be real careful out here and stick together. There was a big animal in the woods. His son, who's my age, asks if he can stay and hang out with us. He says okay. Okay. So. Do you have any casting right now? Well, really, I'd just like to start out by saying to anybody who doesn't know us, Huntsville is in North Alabama. Yeah. We are further south than that. So we're where the goat men live. Like, we're where they hibernate. Yeah, they come down to visit us. I want, I want it to be updated a little bit. No longer 16-year-olds. I want maybe college mid-20s, and that's because I want Lakeith Stanfield to be playing the main guy. I want some fucking sorry-to-bother-you energy coming from our main guy. Okay, I'm down with that. Do you have any casting for the old man and his son who come out with a shotgun? I'm really, really thinking. I'm racking my brain about who would be the perfect old man to do that. That wouldn't have such a grab. Oh, wait, Jeff Bridges. Oh, shit. Yours is so much better. I was going to say John Goodman, but I love (laughs) yours so much more. It's like we can only pay Jeff Bridges for 30 seconds of screen time, maybe. Let's get the most out of it. With him coming out with his super gravelly voice saying, Now take care of my boy, Hal. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, there's like 11, 12 kids in this group. I do not want to uh, try to cast all of them, just like our main players. I don't know who I want for the son, though. I don't know who I want for the son at this point. Now, do we want a really, like, string-being nerdy son? Because since he's our flavor of the year, we could do Tom Holland. Tom Holland would be a good son for this man. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, and also because I love hearing British actors try to do Southern accents. So you've really nailed down the perfect person for this. Oh man, I'm really good at casting the white people. Uh huh. And also, I really want like Adam Devine in there. I want. I'm, yeah. I've also been watching a lot of Righteous Gemstones, so I'm casting entirely from that show right now. But I do want like Adam Devine could be our comic relief of the affair. He would die very quickly. Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask. I don't want to spoil it too much, but are we gonna just have people die in left and right? Well, I mean, we're following the story. We may along the way change a few things, but for the most part, the story itself will be the story. Okay. So we end up playing football, dicking around with me. There's the white kid, Tanner. (laughs) Actually, Blake, it's you. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's even written in the script. It's you, Tanner. Fucking is me, isn't it? Yep. My God, what if it was one of my relatives? Yeah. Five of my cousins and then four of their friends. In total, there were five girls and six boys. We were all around 15 to 17. We ended up just dicking the day away, so we head back to the camp pulling out some stuff for a campfire, even though the trailers both had kitchenettes. Tanner says that his family's property sits up against my uncle's, and he wants to run home and ask his dad if he can come out camping with us. My cousin Rooster, that's fucking Devine. Rooster Mm -hmm. is Adam Devine. Fucking Rooster. My cousin Rooster says he's going to go along with him since it's going to get dark soon. One of the girls also want to tag along. It's about 7 o'clock and it's starting to get pretty dark. They take flashlights and take the trail towards Tan's property. The rest of us chill. We make s'mores, drink, and kiss on the girls. And about 40 or, 30 or 40 minutes later, 
There's that smell of ozone again. You could smell it over the smell of the fire we had started. This really nasty, coppery smell, like right after you've had a nosebleed and it stopped. It it wasn't exactly like dried blood, but it was that nasty, metallic, back-of-your-throat smell. We immediately think that it's some kind of electrical malfunction or that someone left a hot plate on or some shit. And we search the trailers and nothing's on, but we can all smell it. All of a sudden, we can hear people booking down the path towards us, and Rooster, Tan, and the girl all come running into the clearing out of breath. And they don't even break stride. They all run into the trailer right by where the fire is. We all get the fuck out of there and into the trailers. They end up calming down. Even Rooster's crying his fucking eyes out at this point. All the while, the fire is guttering lower and lower. So my cousins say, fuck it, and are about to go outside and get the generator out of a shed between the trailers. Tanner goes... Fuck no! Lock the trailer! Ain't nobody else going outside! He's been crying too, and his eyes are bloodshot and puffy, and his pants are dirty as shit. He goes on to tell us that they went up to his house. His father said sure he could go out camping, but to make sure they were careful on the way back, and that maybe they should take one of the hunting rifles just in case. Evidently, Tanner had seen something in their yard a few days ago. One of their pigs had come up ripped up and half-eaten, and they assumed it was just some big cats or coyotes, even though they don't usually fuck with live animals. He had gone upstairs, packed his stuff, and told his dad they would be okay without the rifle because coyotes avoid people. So they started walking back towards where we were camping. And so Rooster finally stops crying and shaking. The girl already had, but she was just staring out the window with this dumb look on her face. He says they had gotten halfway into the woods towards the camp when they started to hear shit in the forest. It was almost pitch black by this time, so they weren't sure at first what the fuck it was. The girl says that she heard something in the bushes right off the trail, and they all beamed their flashlights over there, and there was someone standing back in the woods in a little hollow. Rooster said they shouted at him and told him he was scaring the fuck out of him and what a dick he was. He says that's when he realized that the guy was facing away from them. So they keep walking, and they start smelling that nasty, nasty coppery ozone smell. They say that they look, look off into the forest on the opposite side, and it's a dude standing in the forest backwards, slightly closer to the path. So now they start power walking, and Tan keeps going, I should have taken the fucking rifle. As they're telling the story, the smell is still super strong, even in the cabin. Okay, so now it's talking about the smell. Do we want to keep... How are we going to portray... A smell for for film. Now the th- the thing is, I wanted to. I didn't want to stop, but I want to kind of set, like, go and work from set piece to set piece with this, like okay. hearing the story again, because we've got to really set the stage for. So they come out. It's just a bunch of like late teens, real early twenties kids come. Maybe they've got some beers that they smuggled in. They're around this campfire. They're already telling you about like. Oh, they're starting to kiss up on the girls. Everyone's pairing off at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. So everybody's around the fire, and then maybe maybe you tint the screen differently when you have the... With the, the stink? The stink comes in. Yeah, maybe just like... And it's got to be something very slight, very, like, barely noticeable, but maybe like a color that puts everyone on edge. So like a blue, so like a light twilight blue takes over the screen. Yeah, just and very slight. Like it's almost like your camera just adjusted for low light. Oh, okay, that's what it is. I was gonna say we uh, we do something that was a literal thing back in the '30s, and that is we employ smell-o-vision and actually pump ozone into theaters. Until I realized, I think ozone kills people in too many quantities. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, also, we could just get the smell of copper and pump it in. That probably also poisons you too. Yeah. Or Let's we just could- dump blood on everyone. Put them- <laughs> Dump the blood, baby! Well, that's the thing. I want to do something with this film that no other film would dare do. I want to make this an experience. Not just a you see the film, you feel the film. Oh, so you want to do it in one of those 3D theaters. Yeah, it's a 3D theater the whole time. So, like, when they're running through, you can feel them. Feel the seats shaking under next to him. Uh, and then you can hear, like, uh, you, you can smell the ozone. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, Blake, copper is scentless. Chat has let us know that very quickly. Thank you, Frank. Resident <laughs> copper expert. I appreciate that. <laughs> Frank is like, I work quite often with copper. It doesn't smell like that. It's the oxidization that makes it smell like that. Thank you very much. Um, 
There's another thing I wanted to ask about it. So the kids come running back. They lock themselves in the trailer and they tell the rest of the group about what happened to them. Yeah. Do we want to keep that like just as is in the text or do do we want to show them that scene? I want, here's what I want. Here's how I want to set it up. I want to hear them start telling the story and I want it then to focus on the girl who's looking out of the window of the RV into the woods and it zooms in on her face and suddenly all of the audio of the talking goes away and it's just this high-pitched, barely noticeable shrill, just like a and that's all she hears is like that that loud annoying ring going loud and then flash and we're in the scene. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. Who's uh who's Tan by the way? Cuz Tan seems to be getting some screen time right now and I feel like he needs to be included. Isn't Tan Tanner? Oh, okay, Tan is Tanner. So it's you. It's you. Yeah, it's so- just still me. <laughs> it's still you. It's like uh, D- nah, Dad, I don't I don't need no hunting <laughs> rifle, Dad. It's Bobby Hill! What the fuck? Nah, Dad, I don't need no ding dang. <laughs> didn't, didn't you know when I go back and visit my family, I talk like Bobby Hill? Yeah, your dad's messaged me a few times we've hung out, like it's too late and he's worried about you. I will get just like a voice call and it's like, Boy, could you tell me where my son Blake is? I've been looking everywhere for him. He was trying to tell me what this JPEG thing was earlier today. I just don't get it. Damn it, Blake. Damn it, Blake. Okay. So, ahem. they say that after they started walking faster, a kind of low gibbering had started coming from both sides of the wood. And as they started booking it back to the trailer, the girl said she had flashed her flashlight out into the woods to the side of them and had seen something jerking itself through the woods. The gibbering just got louder and louder, and when they could see the track from our la- the light from our campfire, something had come out of the woods about 40 yards behind them onto the track, and they had just flat out ran as hard as they could to the trailer. So we're out in the fucking woods, and we're assuming at this point it's some rednecks or some shit trying to fuck with us. And all of a sudden, my other cousin, Junior, starts going on about how he went to school with a native kid that was telling him about the goat man or some shit. We probably tell him to shut the fuck up because we don't need any spooky talk right now. But he just keeps going on and on about how it's the fucking goat man and we're in his woods and blah, blah, blah. Now, at the time, I had never heard of the goat man or any of that. But then a couple of years ago, the year before I graduated from college, I had a, a minum for – is it minum? It, it's M-E-N-O-M. Minum? I don't know. I need to look that term up now. Mi- what is that? Is it not in Google? Did Google have nothing for this? Well, it just brings up Minamine County in Wisconsin, or a town in Wisconsin. All right. I had one for a roommate, though, and I ended up asking him about it. And to sum it up, it's basically a fucking man with the head of a goat, and he can shapeshift, and he gets among groups of people to terrorize them. It's also supposed to be kind of like the Wendigo, and it's bad mojo to even talk about it, and even worse if you see it. Keep in mind, I didn't know this when I was 16, so my cousin's going, the goat man's gonna get in and fucking get us. The girls are all terrified, and my cousins and I are fucking trying to figure it out if it's just hillbillies or if it's some animal. So, all of a sudden, the smell just goes away. Like, to this day, I haven't experienced anything like that. Like, usually smells fade away or lessen. It just literally was there one second and then not the next. So, it's after an hour, making it around 9 or 10, and we've stopped shitting bricks enough to go back outside and stoke the fire again. We figure it was just some assholes trying to fuck with us, so we don't go back home, because we think if we do, they'll chase us through the woods or some crazy shit. Nothing else weird happens that night, and we stay another night, and for the main part of the night, nothing happens. At about 1 in the morning, we're outside getting drunk and telling ghost stories. As someone is, finish- as someone is finishing some too spooky story, I don't remember what about, the smell comes back. It's so fucking strong that one of the girls literally starts vomiting. I stand up and you can actually feel how clammy the air is. I say we should get inside and this isn't right. We should have just fucking left. We all go back inside and we're just standing around. My cousin keeps going on and on about how it's the goat man and my cousin Rooster tries to shut him the fuck up. And all the while, I'm just feeling that something is wrong and I can't figure out what the fuck it is. 
We end up sitting there for a while, the smell just as strong, and we're terrified and all huddled in this camper. We end up cooking brats for everybody because nobody wants to go outside. It's one of those packs with four brats. We have a total of three. And I grill them up on the stove and give everybody a hot dog. I get mine, and after a while, one of my cousins gets up and goes over to the pot to get another one. He starts grumbling about how I get two brats and everyone else only got one, and I look at him like he's fucking stupid. I tell him that everybody only got one because there were only 12 brats. If he wants more, he should open up a new pack and cook some more. That's when the girl that had been out with Rooster and Tan just starts screaming, Oh Jesus, oh Lord, get it out! She's crying and shivering, and then it just dawns on the cousin standing up, what the fuck is wrong? Me and him both glance around the room, and then I feel my heart fucking sink. I run the fuck out of the cabin, and then the girl runs out with us. The trailer door is banging against the side of the trailer as everyone books it out of the cabin. One of my cousin's friends asks me what the fuck is wrong, and I start counting us. There's only 11 now. I shit you not, my cousin verified. There had been 12 people in the cabin, but being that everybody didn't really know each other well, nobody had really noticed the whole fucking time that there was an extra person. And then I realized earlier that I'd kind of noticed something was off. You know how when you're just dicking around having a good time, you don't really sweat sweat the smallest shit and you don't always keep track of certain stuff? I'm dead sure that someone else had been in the trailer with us and that they had been there for at least a fucking day eating with us. What makes this worse is I could figure out I couldn't figure out which one because I don't think anyone ever even actually interacted with the other person, also known as the fucking goat man. And this this is why I don't want us to cast anybody. Because uh-huh. I want to get the most generic ass CW actors to portray most of the other people. So once we can just start adding in, taking out, out moving actors. them around. Yes, I was just about to suggest that. Oh and shit. No one at home will notice. <laughs> Who's the fucking goat man? Because that is the most powerful aspect of this entire thing. Because as it goes on, for those of you at home listening, it does then keep going to extend and be like, it's okay, there are 12 of us. Wait, but there were 11 at first. And like, the numbers game gets around your head and you can't figure any of it the fuck up. That's what we need. Do you think this is the inspiration for that one Rick and Morty episode that's real good? Oh, the uh, one with Mr. Poopy Pants? Yes. Is that his name? Mr. Poopy Butthole, that's right. I don't know, I really like Mr. Poopy Pants. Mr. Poopy Pants is actually the villain in Captain Underpants, which is why I also need that one very well. (laughs) Now, I want to make a casting choice right now, and it's for who the goat man in his goat man form is. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really... Want it to be played by Danny DeVito. I don't know okay. how you're feeling about the casting choice of them looking out the woods and just seeing like, Hey, I'm the goat man! What's up, kiddos? I speak for the trees! <laughs> I speak for the trees, baby! I'm the goat man! I, I feel like... Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about that because seeing Danny DeVito, like, even in goat man form, he may elicit too much joy. I want to take you back to a little film called Bl- Batman Returns, where Danny DeVito portrayed <laughs> I the. You were gonna say Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little film called Matilda. Fucking lot of cake in that bitch. No, uh, Danny DeVito can play horrifying. He can. He easily did it with the penguin. And in here, I think he's got to bring a bit of charm and elegance that, that the goat man has never had before. That's how you know which one's the goat man when they're eating the hot dogs. And he just eats it like he eats that fish. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No. My, no. Can we do the opposite now? Where? <laughs> where? The kids are fucking super dumb, and Danny DeVito is just in the RV with them, and they don't notice. He's just chilling with them. There's even like a scene where he hands him a hot dog, and he's like, "Thanks, you got ketchup for this," and he sprays ketchup on it. Oh God! That's one thing. I don't think that whoever the Goat Man actor is. 
or actors, yeah. they should never actually speak. Well, here's the thing. Danny is not... Once he's in the cabin, he transforms into one of those CW actors. But in his normal form, like when we finally get our end scene of him finally like revealing it's clearly Danny DeVito with goat makeup on. It's not even a mask. It's like shitty. You go to Universal Studios, sit down in the face paint booth, and they put goat makeup on you. That's fucking beautiful. Come on, it's me, I'm the goat man. It's me all along. Hey, I'm the goat man. I eat trash. (laughs) Wrong character. The girl kept praying to Jesus, and we're all just sitting outside. Eventually we get big-ass sticks and go back in the cabin, but there's nobody in there. We count again, and there's 11 people. We go back into the trailer and lock the door, and we explain what the fuck happened. And the girl says that she realized that, too, and that when she was about to say something, the person sitting next to her had grabbed her leg hard and leaned over to her and said something she couldn't understand. I like trash. (laughs) I love fucking eating trash. So we're pretty much scared as fuck as we huddle together and I fall asleep. When I wake up, the sun is just coming up and half the people are asleep and the other half are packing our shit up. We all just want to walk back home, but like four people want to stay until the sun's all the way up. And some people think that we're just fucking around and still want to stay at the trailers. I just want to get the fuck out of the woods. The girl's name was Kira, the one that the goat man had touched. Anyway, I asked her if she really thinks that it was something bad. She says that she just wants to go home and she doesn't want to be out in the woods alone for another night. So we decide to split up. The four that want to go can go, but I have to stay because I have the keys to the cabin, and it's my uncle's and I have to lock up. I'm super pissed at this point because I feel like people aren't taking this shit seriously, and I definitely didn't want to be out in the woods for another night. I spend the rest of the day trying to convince the rest of the people, now four guys and four girls, to get the fuck out of Dodge. Tanner leaves with them to go get a rifle and says he's going to be back. So there are just seven of us left by 4 p.m. At around 5 p.m., he hadn't made it back yet, and we're getting extremely fucking antsy. And the only reason I stopped begging them to go back was because he went to get a gun. It's around 5.30 or so when the one cousin that did stay says that the girl Kira is outside. We all look outside, and sure enough, she's standing by the fire pit with her back to the cabin. I'm thinking to myself, if she was so fucking scared, why the hell would she come back? And then I get this nasty feeling in my gut. Keep in mind, the whole time the coppery smell had been gone. And now I realize I can smell just a twinge of it. I say this to the rest of them and everybody, and these are the people that wanted to stay in the fucking woods after we had the damn goat man in our midst, is laughing at me and asking if I set this up to scare them. I'm looking at them like, yeah. Break in. I heard a door open really close to me, and it scared the ever-loving shit out of me before I realized <laughs> it was the neighbors right now. Oh, dude, I once told this story at, like, a at like a spooky, spooky bonfire, and it was so fucking cold that I was shivering, and so my delivery was getting, like, a lot more frantic, like this, and real spooky, and a single noise happened, like, in the woods behind us, and at least three people in the group screamed their lungs <laughs> out. <laughs> So I, uh, I'm looking at all of them like I'm not fucking bullshitting you at all right now. I asked them, why the fuck would I play like that? So one of the girls goes outside to get Kiera. She gets halfway to her and stops cold. Kiera starts heaving. I don't know how the fuck to describe it. Sort of like if someone with their back turned was laughing without making actually any sound. It was this fact that made me realize there was not a fucking sound in the whole woods. It was dead silent. This was like later in September, so it was still fairly hot at the time, but it was super chilly some days too. And you could actually hear big-ass geese honking or some kind of birds or squirrels chit-chatting. So I step out of the door and tell her to come back in the fucking trailer right now. She backs up into the trailer and we lock the fucking door. We pull down all the shades except one and put a guy there in a chair to watch her. She stands there for another 20 minutes or so. The guy turns to say that she's still there. And there's a huge fucking bang at the door. And to hear what that bang is, you're gonna have to go <laughs> to the shill station. <laughs> ding ding. Woo. So Blake Tanner. What if, if people are just way too spooked out by this and need need a break? And a break that can be provided by two best friends watching terrible movies. Where could they go? 
You can go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and become one of our fantastic patrons. You could be a moon denizen or all the way up to a moon marine. And you get our monthly show. You paid for this. That's right. You paid for this, the show where Blake Tanner and I watch absolutely terrible movies and commentate over them. Now, I did say if they aren't a fan of the spooky stuff, they could watch some of it. But if you're really into that good, hardcore, spooky shit, we did just watch the scariest film in existence, Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween! I thought you were, I really thought you were just going to say it was nothing but trouble. Or Larry the Cable Guy (laughs) Health Inspector. The spookiest movie. Yeah. But also, you get access to our Discord, where you can hang out and chat with us, and you get shouted out on the show of your choice each week. Like, I guess he said it in the chat. I gotta say, the Patreon champion, Gazi, my mom and dad, the, the podcast Associates Anonymous, and Radish, all kinds, Salty fucking Frank of the Seven Seas, they are all Patreon champions, and you can be too, at patreon.com slash a load of B.S. And now, Blake, a certain website has had a big update in the last week with some really awesome merch. And that is merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And you got some payments to make, my boy, because not only is there just one BS boozy sippy cup for all your cocktail making needs, there are now four. There's one for the BS network as a whole. There's one for, uh, there's one for Fight Boys, one for, uh, a load of BS, the BS Moon Marine design on a cup. You can get it. We've also got snapbacks for Fight Boys and opposite attractions that just came out. We got a lot of cool shit waiting for you at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. I'm so mad because now I'm going to have to buy more sippy cups. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore. And in the other corner, sporting the modest... Plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown. The plaid is plaid on the plaid. The man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid. The late tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! All right, Blake, we're back. There's been a huge banging at the door. <laughs> bang, bang, bang on, on the, the door, door baby! baby. Bop, bop. Welcome to the Goat Shack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Goat Shack, baby. (laughs) Goat Shack. So, okay. Fucking the trailer's definitely gonna have a creepy orchestral version of fucking Love Shack. Or is that... No, that's what plays when they're going out into the woods. The teens all having, like, a fun time in the car. They're having a fun time to Love Shack. <laughs> it's, just, it's like back in the day when your cassette would get warped or some shit, and it just play a real distorted version of... Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, that's what happens. They're in the car partying. That's the beginning of the trailer. And then you just hear, like, Knock a little louder, honey. Boom! And that's when you say cuts to the door being banged on. Yeah. So, the original date that this was posted, it was 2012, and the author was saying they were 16 at the time. What what era do you think that was put in? Like Mid 90s. I'm gonna put this mid 90s. Okay, so we're gonna put this mid 90s. All right. Yeah. yeah. Makes it. Yes. That's the, that's the thing now. Everyone's like 90, 90s kids. Do you do you remember the things? That's what we're doing. But it's also like also there was a horrible goat man who would kill people. That's kind of our big big deal. Is what we're doing. Do you remember all these great things? Well, there was always a goat man. Yeah. We all jump the fuck up and scramble around the living room of the trailer. The banging's super fucking loud. So now my cousin's holding one of the girls and the other two are kind of giggling with nervous laughter. And me and the other two guys are shitting bricks. Then we hear Tan. He's screaming. Let me the fuck in. Stop fucking playing. 
So we go over to the door and open it, and he stumbles in with a rifle. There's nobody else outside. Evidently, he had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird had happened in the forest, but he had seen a girl. Mind you, he said it was not Kiera standing there. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, she had turned towards him with that slack-jawed look and just stared him down, slowly tracking him as he walked around the outside of the clearing towards the camp. He said it wasn't till he was almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him. She had started off by the fire, and without him even seeing her move, she had been turning, inching closer. He said he just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin, thinking it would open. And when he got to the door and it was locked, he turned, and it was about half the distance to the door. He looks around the room and then gets super pale. He pulls me to the side and whispers in my ear, You know there are only seven of us in here, right? I get the feeling when your stomach drops to your nuts. It had been back inside the trailer while we were sorting out who was going where, and then when we all went outside to talk earlier in the day, it had just slipped right back in. We looked out the window and there's nobody out there. So we recount everybody and then basically I go over and ask everyone how many people were here earlier. And everyone says eight. Well, how many are here now? They all do the count and then realize there are now only seven people in the cabin. So Tan had brought back a couple of boxes of ammo and his rifle, and he had told his dad that there was some kind of animal in the forest because he didn't think his dad would believe him if he said it was Goatman. He says that his cousin is supposed to be coming down in a few hours, that in the morning we can all go back to his place and his cousin will drive us home. Now I'm really fucking terrified, but I at least feel better because we can be American and shoot the fuck out of whatever it is when it comes back. But then my cousin gets into this huge argument with one of the girls because she thinks that I'm trying to be funny and prank them and that she's getting really scared and that I'm not funny. He keeps telling her that I'm not that kind of person and she says, well, how do we know the girl wasn't just Tanner in a wig? Or if it's really the goat man, how do we know that this is the real Tanner and that the goat man didn't just kill Tan in the woods and take his gun? So we get into a huge fucking argument about this where me and Tan are like, we could seriously be in danger because at the very least, someone has been sneaking themselves into our fucking trailer without us knowing and mingling with us. And at worst, something bad is in the forest fucking with us. One of the girls is crying and saying she wants to go right now. And we're trying to tell her we shouldn't because none of us are walking through the woods in the middle of the night. And at this point, the sun is starting to go down and is getting a little cloudy out. Now, how are we going to work? All of this time that's going by, because there's a lot of... I kind of want it to be condensed to just one night. I don't... Now, I think that we can work with the time better. I do think it needs to be the, like, two days that this happens. Because we need to have the first night that's almost completely normal. Like, if you had not known what was going into this movie, you would have thought, up until that copper smell comes in, that... Everything is fine. You're about to see a teen romance movie. Okay, so we start a weird romance subplot that goes nowhere in the beginning because the goat man comes in. Also, Gazi says make it rain, and I know he meant to set the scene for the film, but I much prefer someone, goat man, Danny DeVito, (laughs) busts into the fucking trailer, and he's just like dancing. Make it rain, baby! Bad bitch. <laughs> I am part goat. Don't be racist, though. That's kind of nasty. Oh, no. Okay, so... I don't know. I think we do still need to keep it two nights, because the first night, it kind of gives you... It gives you a little teaser for what's going to come in. The next day, however... That's the one where we can sort out, like, we can have the drama of the people who want to stay versus the people who want to leave. And then we can skip ahead to, boom, everybody's freaking out. Everybody hides in the trailer. Tanner comes back with the gun. And everybody's fucking terrified. So maybe it's more than one person who's like, well, how do we know it's not you? How do we know it's anybody? Yeah, there's that seed of doubt that's coming in. Also, I want to ask you this about casting. We know initially there are 11 people. Mm-hmm. Do we want to have confirmed casting of who those 11 people are? Or do we only have like five that are confirmed casting and we just swap out actors every single scene? Every scene, it's a different seven people. Oh, man. I think that you'd have to go with like, they have to look, enough like each other so like oh yeah it is going to be 
a, a wash of Caucasian similarities between all of them. But I also, it's almost like the, I've, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this magic trick, but the magic trick where they will show you five cards, turn them around, pull one out, and then turn back and say, like, was your card gone? The way that works is the fact that they just replace it with four new cards, but they look similar enough that you never notice it. I suggest we take that principle and apply it with the actors to where each day it's just a different actor, but we assume it's part of the group. Right, I like that. Are you just mass magicianing me? I am the mass magician pen, pen teller. That's my name. I'm gonna freak your mind. You just threw so... They're gonna have so many mad magicians. <laughs> Look, I'm, do. Fr- I'm friends with a magician. It's all good, baby. I got all kinds of magician friends. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Now you can go. Okay. Continue. You can't bring me back into the spooky story under the veil of I know a lot of magicians. magicians. I, I have to think about all the racist connotations of that. And I just don't want to. How is that racist that I know magicians? It's like saying I know every magician because I know one magician, damn it. Magicians are people too. I'm sorry. They're not. But, um. <laughs> We eat something and turn off the radio for a while, but we can't really get a station up there with anything decent. So we turn it off at about the time that Tan's cousin shows up. He was like 19, I think. At this point, the sun is just barely over the horizon, and he has one of those heavy-duty lantern flashlights and another rifle. He walks up to the trailer, and we whisper to Tan, asking if he's sure that that is his cousin, and he says yes. The guy looks behind him and all around the camp, then walks in. He kind of glances at all of us and looks a little confused. He says, where's your little other little buddy at? I figure she can meet me up at the cabin. Is she a little slow or something? He also asked whether we had been cooking blood in the cabin because it smelled like blood in hot pans all the way up the trail. We are all like, fucking nope. But we ask him what the fuck he's talking about with the girl he saw. He had come down the same trail Tan had been using, and he had come up on one of the one of you's guys' buddies standing in the middle of the trail looking at him slack-jawed. He had asked her a bunch of questions, but all she did was look at him. Then she smiled at him, and he said he kept walking. She couldn't seem to keep up with him and kept lagging a little behind him. He said he asked her if she was hurt or something and if she needed any help, but she had continued to stare. Eventually, he had been walking and turned around a bend in the trail, but when he turned around and went back to see if she was okay, the trail was empty. He'd assumed she had taken some shortcut through the woods to our trailer. I want Margot Robbie for this woman. I want to see a demented Margot Robbie. <laughs> just like- we, tell him, we tell him the story of what's been going on, and I half expected him to say we were full of shit, but then he just listened and then sat down on the couches in the living room. Tanner's cousin gets back to the girl. He says when she had kept trying to lag behind him, it was kind of weirding them the fuck out. So he tried to keep her in front of him. But no matter how slow he walked, she was always lagging a little behind. And that that he smelled this nasty smell and it got stronger as he got to the camp. Eventually, it got really strong. She had said something really low that he didn't catch. And when he had turned around, she had been right the fuck up on him and he stepped back from her. That's a jump scare moment. That, I'm already feeling the jump scare moment for that. That may be our one jump scare we get. Yeah, because this one is all, This one's already a good sight. Well, I, the thump when they slam up against the trailer, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, the bang one. in the trailer is a good one. Yeah. It was at this point he asked her if she was okay, and if she wasn't, him to carry her back the rest of the way, and she just kept staring. He said he reached out for her as if to, as if to grab her on the shoulder, but he must have misjudged the distance, because she was off to the side of where he had put his hand, like she had moved while he was looking dead at her. So at this point, we know this shit's real, unless Tan's playing a joke, which we can tell he's not, because he's almost pissing his pants. So I think they lo- Tan should really piss his pants at that point. It's gonna be a lot of piss in that moment. So they load up their rifles, we eat some more, and we just kind of sit around until 11. To this fucking day, every time I think about this, I really pray to God that it's just some huge prank that my cousins played on me and just never revealed so I'd shit for the rest of my life. 
At round 11, the stink of copper turns into an actual, nasty, gross, blood-like smell like cooking blood and singed hair. Tan and his cousin Reese get the fuck up instantly and grab the rifles. There's a half-knocking, half-clawing at the door, and I shit you not, there's this voice, and it sounds like when you see one of those YouTube cats and dogs whose owners teach them how to talk. It says in this halting, weirdly-toned voice, Let me the fuck in. Stop fucking playing. I eat trash. <laughs> you got a lot of trash in that trailer. I like... I'm... <laughs> so you want to be a hero, kid? Well, whoop-dee-doo. Fuck <laughs> me! <laughs> oh, God. I also, didn't even think about that. That's another good one. Uh, I do when that when it turns to blood. I kind of like this idea of like blood pouring underneath the door into the trailer, like to really add some spookiness to it. Oh, but when they look back, it's gone. Yeah, it made my fucking nuts creep up against my body, and one of the girls just starts crying and calling on Jesus. It was so obviously not a person talking, it didn't have the right cadence, and that's some shit that I never realized until that moment. But all people have a certain cadence when they talk, no matter what language. All people have a certain kind of rhythm to talking. This shit didn't have any cadence or rhythm. One of those YouTube cats, that's what the fuck it sounded like outside the door. So now I'm in full-on terror mode. We keep yelling outside, who is it stop fucking around man and it just keeps saying in or let me the fuck in for almost 15 minutes and oh shit i gotta get my phone because there is a youtube link of what it sounds like and i want to i want to play it. it oh i've seen this one before is it bad it's not great no it's from like fucking america's funniest old videos <laughs> Here, hold on, let me, I'm gonna pull it up for the listening audience. Okay, sorry, I got my phone, so now everybody at home can hear what I, so, uh, he says, it sounded like this almost, just not funny. Sorry for being on a tangent, but if you can't imagine how this shit sounded, then you can't imagine how fucked up the whole situation was. So, <clears throat> Frank, what the hell are you doing, man? That's what you I'm the trash man. God damn it. <laughs> Can you tell me the it's actually the link to so I can find it? What? What's it actually linking to? It's called Cat Talk. It's just a video called Cat Talk. Oh my god, I know. Oh my god, I know this video. Okay. Okay, so yeah, no, actually, yeah, that's creepy as fuck. I know it's supposed to be funny, but hey, those AFV people are fucked up. Uh, without the context of this fucking story, it's hilarious, but... Yeah. No, so then- there's a there's a human-sized entity coming that can rip pigs apart. He's saying that outside your door. Yeah, <laughs> and he's eating trash. It's real bad. Or oh, the trash is- <laughs> So then the smell goes away for a while, and for the next hour or so, you can hear somebody basically creeping around in the woods and shit. Every couple of minutes, it'll come back into the door and say something. Finally, when the smell fades away, it's around 2 in the morning right now. Reese says, man, fuck this, and opens the door and walks outside with his rifle. He fires a shot into the air and says something to the effect of, In the name of Jesus Christ, go away! He fires two more times, and then from the woods, right up against the river across from the trailer, it sounds like something is slowly gibbering and hooting. Then it starts screaming, and it sounds almost like a woman and a cat in a bag screaming together. Like, I seriously have never heard any shit like that, and you can hear the, the brush over that way start to shake. Reese fires over into the tree line and then starts backing into the house. We lock the door and we can hear this shit keening and screaming. Reese says something had come out of the bushes, super low to the ground and crawling towards the cabin. He had shot at it. Pretty much that was how the rest of the night went. It was literally screaming constantly for the next two hours and we could hear shit moving out into the tree line. But it never came back up to the cabin until everyone had finally fallen asleep. Tanner had been sitting in the tr- chair watching the door with his rifle. Nobody else heard or saw this. And he told me two days later after the whole thing was over. He said he had been nodding off after the screaming noises finally stopped. And he had been almost asleep 
when he saw someone come out of the bathroom and then lay down in the middle of the floor and go to sleep. He just assumed it was one of us and had nodded off. Then he said that he kind of realized something was wrong, and while pretending to be sleeping, he counted us. There were nine people in the cabin. He basically didn't want to try to shoot at the fucking thing in the cabin and have it kill us all then and there, so or have Reese wake up and start shooting, and then we kill ourselves, so he just stayed awake all night, pretending to be asleep. He said sometimes it would stand up and kind of do this weird jittery thing or heave like it was laughing, but then it would lay back down. I would love it if at this point in the podcast there was just a fucking third guy. <laughs> like, like Dylan's been here the whole time and he's like, hey guys. Oh fuck, there were two of them when they started the podcast. Yeah. What do you mean, Scott? I've been here all along, baby. He sounds like the fucking shitty hormone monster from Big Mouth. What is it gonna do? It's smooth, hormone, baby. <laughs> we're making jokes because we're terrified i was fixing to say do you get this moment like once this happens and we start talking like we both kind of chill and relax and then the minute i start talking again both of our buttholes collectively clinch in a way of saying no no, no fuck this though i know we were gonna yep. have a fun time with this but no we can't keep going back to it you know that line in ferris bueller where he says that camera was so uh tightly knit if you shoved a piece of coal up his ass, he'd make a diamond. Yeah. That's me. That's me when the story starts. Just call me the diamond factory, baby, because I've shit three out right now. Just imagine me, my friends knowing that I'm a voice actor and knowing that I'm an actor, being like, oh, Scotty needs to be the one to read all the scary stories. And I'm like, at least I'm somewhat in control and can stop reading if I don't want to. But I'm also still scared. Fuck you, nerds. Oh, shit. <clears throat> oh, good. We're almost at the end. Oh, thank God. The story closes pretty weak because from my perspective, nothing happened. We woke up and I noticed that Tan was a little jittery and that he was avoiding looking at all of us. But we ate some breakfast, packed up and started walking to his house. He stayed last in the cabin, said he'd lock up and bring me my uncle's keys to just start walking and catch up, which I didn't really want to fucking do. He got a little we got a little bit up the path. And when he came rounding up, basically, we just jogged back to his house. His cousin took us home. There was a window in the bathroom. Tan had gone back to lock up and looked in there. We were too stupid to lock a screenless window. The window was fucking up when we went in, when he went in there. I'm guessing it had been doing that all along, waiting for us to fall asleep or slip up and then getting in among us. It walked with us all the damn way back to his house, and then he said it lagged to the back of the group and looked him dead in, back, looked him dead in the eyes before walking into the woods. Okay, so this is when we find out that Tan that comes back with the group is actually the Goatman. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a full end of Michael Jackson's thriller scenario of he's, <laughs> of they're all walking and he just turns around with yellow eyes as Vincent Price is like, ah! <laughs> well, no, Tan turns around and it's Danny DeVito's face. <laughs> walking her way and then he turns around I eat trash baby Danny DeVito it's fucking been DeVito the whole time oh, oh man fuck this no, I feel bad for you cause like I still have light in my room I know I made it a little spookier here you are in pitch black darkness like there were moments where reading it I was like Looking around my room, like, has a third, has a second individual come in here with me or something like that? I'm about to turn around because it's a small area, but I still want to make sure he's not there. Okay, I'm good. But for Why you. Why do you think I've been drinking? <laughs> You're just like, the whiskey, whiskey a day keeps the goat man away, baby. Yep. It's just me and Jermaine over here. We're fine. Wait. Hey, <laughs> baby, it's me, Jermaine. We go hang out, have us a good time. I try. <laughs> now, this is something I did want to get to for this whole story because the ghost man isn't your typical like spooky main character that kills everybody. Because the goat man just wants to fuck with you. He just fucks with you the whole time. You assume that it's gonna be bad, but it's not. 
What if there's a sequel where someone befriends Goatman? It's just I was like, just about to say, what if the Goatman just wants to hang out? Yeah, or he could be like a uh, a Mothman situation where really he's just coming to alert the kids that their their RV is low on gas or some shit. He's just a specter of slightly bad news. Yeah, it was like, hey, I just saw you're gonna have some gas uh, problems, so I wanted to tell you. Oh shit, it's the Mothman! It's the fucking Mothman! <laughs> Mothman fucks. That's all I know about old Mothman. Mothman can fuck. That's all Mothman needs. Mothman fucks. Yeah. So, bud, (laughs) this is a terrifying tale. It is always going to be a terrifying tale. I think it is up there as one of the best creepypastas ever because it was was probably around when creepypastas first started becoming a thing. And it's one of those, it's a 4chan classic, let's say. Well, not only that, it's also the writing style, because it's not written from somebody traditionally being like, ooh, isn't this scary? He's just like, yeah, no, fuck this shit. My stomach throat fell into my nuts. This is some bullshit. I hate it. I think that's the thing that a lot of creepypastas have today. It's like, this is gonna be spooky, and this, how spooky is this? Look at this shit. And really, this is just like some dude who is fed the fuck up with it from minute one. Yeah. Like, hey, I remember this, I survived this, but also, fuck this. Like, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. I still hope that someone was fucking with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, Blakey T, we've, we've scared the shit out of each other. Yep. What, what's awesome this week? We gotta get away from it. Oh, you know what's awesome this fucking week? Whiskey. <laughs> because I've how have never... we not done whiskey yet i know we've not no we i no, we really haven't but fuck a good glass of whiskey in a good cocktail has made me be able to get through this cr- terrifying fucking episode i have read this story probably a dozen times and it still doesn't get less creepy even when we're goofing over it yeah, it's always the worst. It's always really, really bad. But then I just grabbed, like, our BS branded whiskey that you could never get again. Yeah. And drank a bunch of it. I've, I, oh, no, we actually got in some moonshine, so I will be making some more as soon as my packs of flavorant come in. I don't even remember when I made that one, by the way, meaning that the shitty mint-flavored one I made a long time ago. I'm not actually sure if it's ready or what? Like, I don't know. That is a-okay. Give me some. Yeah. And what's awesome for me this week, and I do want to follow up on last week's episode and say what's awesome is fucking Google. Holy shit, dude. I was so worried that entire time being like, because I had done a, a, a an interview on Tuesday with a big podcasting name and... It wasn't my jam, and I was worried that's what it was going to be like at Google, was a bunch of people who didn't get it and did not understand what I was about. Homeboy, no. They were like, they invited me in, and firstly, it's fucking amazing because there's like a full open bar. I'm sorry, buffet. That's what they call it when it's a bar with food. Full Ah. buffet of like... Excellent vegan options, whatever you can want. It's all there. There's a um, like a, a Coke machine. Everything's free. I didn't have to pay for a damn thing that entire time. And they just sat us all down at this table, and it was all Google people, and they sat us down and were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I work with YouTube. Oh, I work on the team that designs this. We just want to learn stuff to help out Google Podcasts when it's st- – because it just started up, and we're trying to, like, talk to people in different areas. And we were teaching them shit they didn't know about. I went on a very long rant about podcasting and creativity that afterwards someone looked at me and said, if you were on my podcast, I would have interrupted you and changed the conversation. But, I mean, it was good for what it was. I was like, like, thank you. I know I'm a bit much. And afterwards, like, a few people came up and were like, I want to interview you for my show. Can I interview you? One guy who runs a – it's a new podcasting app that's going to be for, like – uh, I guess the best way to, like, 
creation, like figuring out like where you want to host it, what all you need to do to advertise it, and putting it all in like a nice checklist, like Trello. He's making one of those, and he was like, I need your help with advertising, because everything I've seen with advertising is advertising to the shitty business podcast. I'm like, I hate those! And he goes, yeah, dude, um, I know, so I need your help so we can advertise to the uh, podcaster of the common man. I'm like, that's who I am. I'm the common man's podcaster. We love Google here. We are Google. I also got a a Google Home for free because of Spotify. Spotify gave me a free Google Home. But until next time, Blakey T, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. You can also find me in the Den of Spook. Yeah. I'm falling in. No, the goat man got me. I'm in the trash pit. And you could find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon and check out the brand new podcast, Me Again. It's finally out. It's a fantastic... Oh, fuck. Fuck me. A car drove by and it just illuminated my whole window and it it made me shit my heart out. It was horrifying. I wonder why. But check out me again. It's a show that tonight I'm going to go on and talk about how fucking scared I am right now. But it's a self-help podcast about helping myself. In these first eight weeks, I need all the reviews on iTunes I can get. So go and review it even if you haven't listened to it so I can get on New and Noteworthy. Because I've never been on New and Noteworthy and I really want to fucking be there. Hey, Scotty, what's that behind you? What do you mean? It's just been... I thought I saw something weird. Uh, special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, on their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. Yeah, they're fantastic. I love Tom. I love his Brass Holes. They make great music, but it's... I'm sorry, I, th- I thought I saw something behind me. It's a little bit It's a little bit weird. It's really weird. Could you... No, never mind. It's fine. Well, uh, of course, remember, if you want to support, you can. Patreon, pick up some merch. But until next time, remember... To find just us two boys, only the two boys here, on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next. Fuck!